Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do it live on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Merely Bo in the Great Z. Uh, God, I love seeing you. You just you just put a smile on my face. You just Same, did a dude. funny little rap. Yeah, thing that was good off, off the headset. I like that. That puts Got me in to. a good mood. I like that. I enjoyed that a great deal. Uh, I enjoyed this weekend a great deal. What a time to be alive! It was huh? a wonderful weekend. Just suns out, guns out, away we go. Just enjoying it. And then we got a little overnight rain, and it's already now. It looks great. It looks great. I think I might I might chase the ball around this afternoon. Why not? I don't see why not. I don't think I will be, but I I'll live vicariously through you. Well, that thank you'll you. be living a great life out there doing it. Um, do you have a nice weekend? Everything everything went according to plan. Do you have a good have a good time with it? Yeah, it was wonderful. We had the uh, the kids all weekend, and we even babysat some extra some more dogs. So we had three dogs in the house. And how'd that go? Much better than I would have thought. How did? Uh, what are the sizes of these uh, canines? Um. Small and medium, large, nothing huge. So Asa, Asa would be small. Was the smallest, and there was like a, a little bit bigger than Asa, but not yet a medium-sized dog, and then a full-on two like, normal dogs, dog. and then a dog. Yeah, yeah. And the dog, how was the how did the normal dog take it? Was he the alpha? No, Asa the Asa's alpha. alpha. Yeah. yeah, it's her house. And it was her house, and she was just you know she had a couple puppy crazies where she did a lot of sprinting around, but then the other dog, which was a puppy, was very into it. the The biggest dog is the eldest dog, and so it's pretty chill. Just want to like chill and like look out the windows and sit outside, very easy. That's a piece of cake. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Dogs, no matter their size, can be alphas even amongst bigger dogs. Like it's if they don't uh, look in a mirror. No, Ace is a hundred percent alpha. Yeah. 100 i buy that completely and would have no ability like for example if a mastiff came in the house would probably still try to boss that oh yeah even though the mastiff could just it would squash like great no but it was it was awesome we took them for all for a walk in the park we had uh one night that we got to have just a a, a date with a uh, boods me and, and kayla miss k and boods and we went out to uh one of gibbe's old stomping grounds i'd heard so much about pickle bills i'd never actually been there and it's way out in uh, where is it, Gibbe? Like Mentor? Yeah, it's Mentor on the Lake, forty-four, off of uh, yeah. forty-four. Yeah, Grand River. And so it's a place I've that never I heard even about heard of where this. you can get like a lobster house, Pickle Bill's lobster house. All you can house? eat is crab for like seventy bucks. All you can eat prime rib for forty-five, which I would have loved to have tried. But we all just went you there. can eat oh, year round. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. It's an ex- it's a scene. I mean, and the place is cool. You walk in, they have all these crazy like artifacts all around. But uh, we went and sat up top on their rooftop bar, had a, a little cocktail, and then uh, and then got dinner, and then we picked Arden up after her party, and and then yeah, it was a, it was it really was it was a very nice weekend, very nice weekend, and really for me it was like a second weekend because of you know I had taken the Thursday Crushed off, it. I mean I had two Saturdays, two Friday nights of the week, I mean it was great. You you aced it, I think you crushed absolutely all of that. Thank you. And Gibby, how you had you were uh, you had some uh, he's running on fumes. He's running on fumes. I, he I hasn't slept in months. <laughs> I am a little. I'm a little sleepy. My, my the next level is, is next. Yeah, my my clock is not. I I cannot do. Uh, we were up 24 straight hours. I can't believe you did this. I literally. You're a man. I, you're 40. Like I, who who could I do had, that? Well, but it's Gibbe. Who else? But it wasn't like it was work. You know, like well Friday night, I got to the school at 5:30. I was already like an hour late, according to my wife. 
Uh, I'm like, I have a job. This is giving. I'm having it. I have rookie mini camp going. How dare you not be on time? We're a little busy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I get there. We were there till eleven o'clock setting up post prom. Uh, Fantastic job by the post prom committee and teachers, educate like everybody that was involved in prom weekend at Olmsted Falls. Shout out, and a shout out to anybody that is on these committees all over the city that has to do this. I am done. I am not sorry that I'm done with all of it. It was that's it. That's I got up at 8 a.m. Like we had, th- there was there was someone in our house at 10 a.m. Like doing makeup. There was, it, then there was photos at like multiple locations. Sure, for like two or three hours. I mean, this is this is insanity at its finest. Yeah, <clears throat> and it, it's for a prom. It's not a wedding. Yeah, that's right. I keep reminding people, and my wife's like, stop saying that. This is her day. I was like, I'm aware. Her day? That's but, the wedding. I, Prom but, is not her day. Oh. It's her it, night. It is her. It is. It, that's where I'm, I'm like. It's prom. It is insanity, the, the amount of things that go down. So we, we do that. We go to the Grand March. We got the Grand March going on. And then Beautiful. you got to fu- put the finishing touches on, do prom. Then I made a few phone calls, did a few things, opened up a back room at a bar, and yes, uh, yes. what a couple drinks so turned into four to, hours of cocktails. You didn't have to have I could have been respond- no. we, I was. You could have called it a day we at 4.30. Were at 4.30 in the morning, I yeah. could have been done. Yeah. Not. Not. No. Why are you on the hook for cleaning up after the prom? No, no, the after prom. It is the after prom. Okay, committee. but why are you on that? Why are you having to do that work? We're, we're on that forever. The great sags. If you're on the prom committee, stride, like, it, boy. That's it, part of it? Yeah. Wow. So, literally, you have to, like, the school doesn't look like the school. Like, there's a full-on casino that was brought in. Wow. Jeez Louise. I mean, it is, it, is a, it is a massive undertaking. And within two hours of the event ending, it needs to look like a school again. Yeah. Okay. So but then got, that falls on the adults? Yeah. Okay. How'd 80? 80 do have a good time? I think she had a fine time. Okay. She's currently – the thing now is they all go get, like, Airbnbs. So she's somewhere <laughs> yeah, living dude, her he best He said life. that to me, and I was waiting to – I knew this was going to come out on the air. Yeah. What? what? Exactly. She's – They go get Airbnbs. Yep. Like, could you imagine – like, No! Hey, hey, Dad, I'm getting an Air – me and a couple of the, of, the, of the crew are getting an Airbnb for the weekend. We'll see you. See, See you on Monday. Road. Road. I thought, Wait, what? I thought they were going to someone's lake house. No, it's an Airbnb. I looked at Has my the wife, world changed that much? I looked at my wife and I was like. I mean, it was 25 uh, years okay. ago that I was that I was 18. I guess it's a long time. It's a quarter of a century. It is. Yeah. We're closer to dead than alive. I don't know. I, don't I know think about that. I'm like right in the middle. I don't know. Is yeah, today I, a senior skip wow, day? Because I'm fairly incredible. confident there's still school today. Like Airbnb. I can't even imagine. Like, do you vet out on, who's going to be in that yeah. Airbnb? Have is you run no it through pa- Give A Security? Oh, yes. There must be a parent yeah. there, right? Like, yes. there must be a parent there. There, there is some parental supervision because par- parents had to sign off on it. Wow. Well, signing off on it and act physically being there are no, two no, no, very no. There, different there things. Are, there, are, there is adults on site. All right. It wasn't going to be me. Define adults. It wasn't going to be me. Wow. I know that. 
All right, let's talk about something Everybody much more wholesome. Everybody else would have been in bed at 10, 10 o'clock at night. Let's talk about something wholesome. Let's talk about Kingsley. Kingsley had a day. He had a great day. I mean, in that up Suited. blue suit, he looked just yeah, Inspired debonair. by you. You have a gorgeous blue suit that I see you in from time to time. I think you, right. even in, when we had all the suits in here and I emceed the, the new face, I believe you were in that gorgeous I was, blue suit. I was. Yeah, with a nice chocolate tie. Uh, yeah, he had a good one. It, it was a good day for him. Uh, the first communion went well. Um, the he had a lacrosse game that afternoon against Chagrin Falls, where he put the beat down. He scored the first goal. Uh, Bootsy banged two goals in, uh, playing in, up, playing up, playing up against ones. He banged in two goals um, and actually got called up to play against second graders uh, because it was so lopsided against against the poor kids from Chagrin Falls. So that was fun. Um, I will say that the something new is happening with the first communions that I hadn't seen before. So we had about forty kids. So that's a full day. Yeah. And um, something that I'd never seen before was the entire church taking communion. Typically in the first, like when Black Cobra did this two years ago, just the kids did the first communion on the Saturday. And then you get your communion Sunday. Yeah. So that'll go. Mm-hmm. Well, now apparently everyone's trying to like, there's all these people trying to knock out two birds with one stone. Give me my communion on the same day so I don't have to go to church on Sunday. That's the best I can guess. So all of a sudden, not only did all the kids do communion, but everybody in attendance did first communion. So, like, it took probably, I mean, the whole thing was probably an hour and 15 minutes, and the last half hour was just handing people bread. Yeah, have a little bit. Over and over. And I was like, jeez. And then we get through all, I got to say, like, you know, a little bit of brevity. A little bit of brevity doesn't hurt anybody. The dude. I mean, we're at... We're at an hour and five into this, and you know we're still feeding bread, and then it's ten more minutes, and okay, we're, everyone's had bread. All right, let's go. So it comes time. Let's call it a day, and you know the guy kid walks down with the cross. I'm thinking, oh God, we can get out of here. Thank goodness, we're we're done. Bootsy was washed, washed. I'm sure. Like he was at the point where he was just like he was a good boy. He didn't make any noise, but he was like just literally like rolling on pews. Like he was just past the point he was past his cell date and and was and <laughs> somehow survived so cross goes down at, okay we're, it's a wrap let's do some pictures let's get out of here let's go get a brunch no the man of the cloth decides a few more lessons i'd like to share to impart some wisdom on you young folk a little bit of wisdom and let's talk a little bit about the journey and how the, it's incumbent upon you parents to continue listen brother i've been here for you know i've been ushering for it's 85 over an minutes. hour yeah, I'm 85 minutes in, brother. Yeah, I've done it. The le- I've stood, I've knelt, I've stood, I've knelt, I've done it. Okay, call it a day, man. When you guys did get out, where did you have this delightful brunch? Went to the club, had a little brunch. Nice. Uh, Kingsley's choice of menu, so he wanted uh, pancakes, bacon, and eggs, um, and then he wanted there was a salad station, and then he wanted macaroni and cheese and chicken piccata. So that was his. Uh, that was the that was, nice spread. Little, that was uh, on the menu for everybody. There's some fruits, yeah. some sticky buns, and such, and so that was yeah. That Over was how under it went. sticky buns at three for uh, oh. Bootsy. Because Several. at this point, I mean, his grandparents around. Well, what was worse than that is here. I just want your live reaction to this. This is what I caught him in the act of. So <laughs> the best is I caught him in the act of. He's just so happy. Look at him. Go back one. Just it, what is that? He's trying to hide it from you behind those flowers. So there, there's, there's 
there's cake. Yeah. Right. Everybody has the cake, which he's eating. This which he's is crushing it. Right. And so I said, well, you can have cake or ice cream. You're not having both, or you can have a small piece of cake and a little bit of ice cream, but not both. Like it's oh, too much. I believe he said. Oh, really, contrary, Dad? I'll see you. I'll see you. I will have and both. Raise you. I will have both of them, and yeah. I will love it. Yeah. So full hunk of ice, full hunk of cake, and I'm, you know, shaking hands, thanking people who were great, and the and then the kid snuck, and I caught him on cameras getting a, a chalice of. Oh no, chocolate. that is. Yeah, yeah. it's a chocolate beautiful thing. Cream. Oh, by the way, I left out one thing also that happened over the weekend. We yep. had a. Uh, so behind like our living room window, there's a big window in the living room. There were two kind of trees flanking it, and one okay. of them was doing. One of them looks pretty good. The other one not is not looking good. And okay. it's, it's interfering with the view, and it's just Miss Kay decided she wanted it out. Okay, like, done. So how I, big? Like, let me paint the picture for me on the size uh, of this tree. At least twenty five feet tall. Oh, it's a substantial tree, but like not hugely thick. No, like, it's probably yeah. But still, you're not cutting it down. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, you're not. So uh, her dad had been over um, the weekend before. I guess maybe it was for Mother's Day when we were talking about this. Yeah, that makes sense. Mother's Day. And so we chopped a lot of the branches off. I had like clippers and I took a lot mm-hmm. of the branches. So it was looked like a Georgia pine where it was oh, the pine didn't start sure. until about 10, 15 feet up. So that now the view is unobstructed. But nonetheless, we knew it had to come out. So on Saturday, right after the rain had come through, her dad comes over with a chainsaw. Good man. Okay. I like where he this is going He fell a tree already. before. Yeah. So we're looking at it. And, I mean, it, like I said, it's a fairly big tree. Like, if it fell onto the deck, I feel like it would have caused a lot of damage. If it fell back in the house, it was so close to the house that it really couldn't fall back into the house, per yeah. se. So he starts going, and he goes, okay, now push it. And so I pushed it away from the house, and that where the kind of the angle we had decided would be okay. Well, there was this other little tree that was kind of split like this. That was just a small flowering tree, maybe 10 feet tall, but kind of just two main components. This big bad boy came down right in the middle, just Severed snapped it. that thing off like it was nothing. And so then he was out, and we like kind of chainsawed it into like four mandrel pieces, and I was doing like kyber log tosses like Scotland and throwing them into our little woods there, the, the big log. So that was, it was great fun. That's I'd never fantastic. been a part of such a Wilderman activity before, and yeah. I really had a great what time. What you need is you need the ropes on the bottom of it so you can pull as as it's being I was a human rope. I was I, I pushed. Yeah, but like. It was a great success, Gibe. Yeah. You sure? You killed another tree. Miss Kay was very sad about that part, but it, it was really that was the only <laughs> angle that it could go. Like it had to go there. Somewhere else. That's for where it, to it needed and, to go. Yeah, that's it's a. Casualty. Otherwise, it could have landed on a fence. Like it was a. We had probably like a you know maybe a ten degree area. Yeah, that you got to land go the plane, into, but we landed it. It was landed. Wow. So that was fun. That was another. That was another. What is this thing. at the end? You'll let a moment on Friday you'll never forget. That's right. So I called you to try to tell you, you sure. about it. I just, well, I and Dad, you were, Uncle, yeah, no. I really wasn't on the phone all all you're, weekend. I didn't have it on busy. me. I had, you know, we had a lot going on, and I, I was, you know, so I just didn't have it on me as sure, much sure. as I normally no, do. No, no, respect, respect. Be present. Be where your feet are. I'm sure maybe that was part of the wisdom that was being shared with you, and you're like, listen, I already got that. I'm on. I'll it. be honest. I tuned the dude out like ten minutes in. I'm on it. All right. So no. So I want to take you back, okay, to night one of the NFL draft. Night two. It was night one. I'm still in my suit in the video. So it was night one. At the conclusion of that night. Okay. Paul Taylor. Yep. 
the director of content production here for the Cleveland Browns. Very accomplished PT, man. PT. PT. Fine man. Yep. Thorough. Comes in that night wearing the hoodie. That's right. And he shakes everybody's hand. Great and job out of you. I, you. I was like. <laughs> well, that's a coveted. Oh, my God. But like. Happy. Happy for him. Sad for me. Percentages. Initially, yeah, probably like, and and we're gonna when we go to commercial, Jesus is watching. You and I are gonna watch a video because this was all a ruse just to get me. So we will watch a video. The hell it was. The hell it was. It was in fact. So we will watch a video of my reaction. You can tell me what you think. What everybody who's watched said is like, dude, you're actually like a really nice guy because you could see like the pain in you and you were like still. <laughs> Happy for him. And oh, I was, my. Were you in on it? Yes. Hold on. But nobody tells me, which is the weirdest part of the whole prank. I'm fully pranked. I'm here on Friday thinking that, you know, by the way, Paul has this sweater. As I told Paul, or the, the hoodie, as I told Paul, I said on the way home, like, I made peace with it. I was just like, you know what? Like, Paul does a lot of stuff. He's a great dude. Like, oh I love PT. Gosh. Like, I've made peace with it. Like, I want it. Right. I wish it was me. Yeah, but I'm I happy for PT, I and it. I like yeah. it. Move, I made pizza. Yeah, that's exactly the phrase I use. So on Friday, at the end of our show, I go out for to watch some rookie minicamp, and I'm walking with Paul, and he and I were talking about something, and I said to him, "Oh, you need to like talk to coach or something." I'm like, "Dude, you should talk to coach. Like, he obviously loves you. Like, he gave you the hoodie. Like, yeah. you're in good with him. So you talk to him about it." And he just like no sells it like it's nothing. Okay. Okay. So in the between this time that this happened. Everybody knows about it, but then nobody tells me about it. So you're like, like two weeks, but you don't even get so like, that's what I don't get. You don't even get the satisfaction get the of payoff. the joke. Yeah, the payoff. Yeah. Well, they did get it. Turns out because my reaction on Friday was complete dump out. So I'm walking with Paul. I mentioned the hoodie to, Paul, to PT again. He just like no sells it as if like, yeah, of course I've, I've got the hoodie. Yeah. So I go down to the field and I'm and uh, I see Brad and, you know, Brad and I now we're uh, Mr. Melland, yep. manager of the year, the the guy who can pass out these the hoodies he's in charge of he's a vessel for yeah the head coach and distributing the coveted hoodie and you guys know everybody's listening to the show knows it i mean i've been on this quest for quite some time uh, we've been on it since i mean honestly the first time we, we saw a coach yeah. in it we've been on the quest. we've been on it since coach first showed up in it and went i'd like that that's an attention getter and whereas when we said that about the quarter zips and they showed up the next day next day not this quest is ongoing I, no. sacrifices have been made awards have been created to try to curry favor yes and all of this so i go out and i see brad and, and now because brad and i are in a feud it's been documented on the show documented feud. i turn right back right. to him he says well we're not feud. well i well i am yep and so now we do this thing where we point you know we're not here hurt here we're not hurt hurt over here we're hurt right here right yep. in the heart that's right and i walk out on the field and we're having this you know we're having this talk and and he goes, I was telling to him, I said, did you love it when I turned, like, my back on you that day? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. He goes, that was pretty funny. He said, but not as funny as, as the way that I got you. And he goes, and they've even sent me the video. And I'm Come like. Come again? Huh? He's like, what did you just say? What do you mean you got me? He's diabolical. And he goes, he goes, oh, yeah. Paul doesn't have a hoodie. I'm like, what do you mean he doesn't have a hoodie? I I saw him with it. I just talked to him about it. I'm like, what do you mean he doesn't have a hoodie? 
He goes, oh, yeah, it's just a prank to piss you off, to get your goat. I said, gotten. You got me. You got me good. I mean, I think you should text Brad now and have him come on the show because this is – I was like, I have a whole newfound respect for you because you absolutely got me. So he was down there. This is the Lannisters send their regards. Yeah. He's down there on the draft night and gives Paul the sweatshirt. was like, hey, like, go wear this up around Zagura and just, like, gloat in his face that you've got this. And he came up with a believable thing, and thanks in part to Gibbe. Gibbe, you played a role there. Well – Paul had a plan. Of course, you were willing accomplice. And Paul walks in with Rob Conroy. Conroy's going to videotape it. They had they their story wasn't believable enough. I helped them work on the story. Oh my god! We re, we 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 rehearsed it in here. I said, "Don't you laugh? Because if you laugh and give it away, I, I'm going to make sure you." So never we have this. I have like two minutes of footage to show you that is and in real you, time. My everything. All of the emotions. I said, you're going to start with Ken Carmen, Or no, you're going to start with Gerard and thank him. You're going to start with – then you're going to go to Ken. And the last person that you're going to see is going to see you in that sweatshirt, and that's Nathan. Yeah, and so he says, like, look, you know, we've been doing a bunch of – I ran into Coach downstairs when I was talking to Brad about something. And uh, he said that, you know, Coach thanked us for all the work we have done for him. And the Brown – the content team had done a lot of work for Coach, you know, and they do kind of get – you know, recruit some undrafted free agents, things like that. So it was believable. And I was just like, man, like, I've been trying. And the funny thing is, and after I found out, like, immediately I go to him. He's laughing his butt off. Paul's dying. They, Rob's got the video saved in, like, a file. Like, they've all had – they've all thoroughly enjoyed it. Everybody was in on it. Which Kip and I said, you need the payoff. And they're like, well, we're getting it right now. Because, like, it was like that. my brain fell out of the back of my head. I couldn't even comprehend that this was a real scenario. And yet it was. And that's what I was calling to tell you. The cra- I was like, I got a crazy story for you. That's what I was calling to tell you. Like – this prank, I didn't find out for two weeks. Two weeks after the draft is when I found out. And it happened that night. I've been believing the whole time. I'd made peace with it, but it's not even real. So it kind of makes you feel like we're back. But then I was telling Miss K, I was like, I actually kind of feel bad for PT because I thought he had he this. He had it. And then now he doesn't. And he was used as a pawn, which means, like, I don't know where that puts him on the totem pole. But maybe that helps him because he, he did an unbelievable job. But I was, dude, devastated. But now I feel like I'm kind of back in the game. It's such a diabolical play by it's, Mellon. I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable electric. play electric. to have that many layers to it, to wait on the payoff, to cause you turning your back. All of the right, things that, was that all happened genuine. all because of it. And, he, and then to two weeks later go, oh, yeah, gotcha. He thought I'd been doing all of this and talking about the feud and turning my back because I knew that he had pranked me. Oh, he wasn't in on that part of it. No. He wasn't aware that it wasn't known. No. Well, that takes a little off of it. If it would have been something else, if he would have, if maybe he would have knowingly kept it quiet for two weeks. Well, until it was knowingly kept reveal. quiet until he said it to me out there, like nonchalantly. It, it was one of those. It happened at the end of night one. Everybody, like, like after midnight, I, I forgot about it. I forgot that it happened. To be honest with you, I, I totally forgot that. It I didn't. Happened. He didn't. Go listen to the show from the next morning. No, of course not. We talked about it several times since. <laughs> Well, the only part in I the, was going to let you go on that. The only part in the watching of the video, there was one part where you could tell I was man. I was like, "Well, I want the orange one now." And then he's like, "You're going to get picky," and I'm like, "All right, no, that's the best one. Like, you're right. Like, Give me the black. Dang, you want the like, black? Of course, you, I you still, yeah, the black one. Of course, you want. I, I realize the other's coveted, but and like Carmen is. You watch it. Carmen's like he doesn't get. It. He's like, "What's the big? I don't get it." He's like, "Make your own." I'm like, dude, you don't get it. You don't understand. He's like, it's not like it's the green jacket. I go, well, "It is here. It is here. It is here." So how? That's unbelievable. Like. 
it's incredible. It's an incredible job. I would Mellon. say it is. And I would say that now I feel like you'll never have it. I don't know. Now I think it's all, I think it's done, been done. Unless Stefanski somehow gets no, no news, you know, some sort of catches wind of all. This. I think it's possible like to pull that kind of a prank and then to never, ever give it to me. I feel like feels really hurtful. I feel like I have a better chance than it's I did unreal. before the prank was revealed. I mean, he immediately gave me the bucket. Yeah, that's which true. Which was a like, yeah, that was dude, nice. I got you pretty good. And the bucket's outrageous. The bucket is outrageous. The people are going to like that a lot. Unbelievable. Uh, Josina Anderson, CBS Sports, reporting that Deshaun Watson taking his Browns teammates to the Bahamas. Watson has secured a field for the players to use for the workouts. The entire trip will be focused on team building ahead of the 2022 season. That's got to be at Ocean Club, right? Or do they rent a house? No, I would imagine they're going to get a – I think they're going to have a private residence. There are well, so many how many guys are going, though? Like, you might need accommodations. You get a couple of them. But you can get, there's a bunch of private residences all around the Ocean Club. Yeah. I would or they would they're going to be somewhere Or they'd get the, villas, like a, wall, a block of the villas at the Ocean Club. Yeah, that's, yeah You'd want to be somewhere on Paradise Island, I would think, is how that would go. And now's a good time knows? to go down there. Who knows? Not that he's worried about budget, but, like, you could. It's now's a good time to go. There's not a lot I of people down there listen, right now. What's That's good, though. What's clear is, and, and you go back to when um, Denzel Ward mentioned this, when he signed his yeah. contract, that you know they wanted to really focus on camaraderie and team building, and so that Miles would be doing something with the defense, Deshaun's doing this with the offense, and I think you know that's a good thing. I think a lot of that, at the end of the season, last year, you heard a lot of commentary that we just weren't as close as we should have been, and I think COVID had a role in that. Struggles had a role in that. So yeah. I think they're trying to really establish that and build that, which I think is is very cool. Well, I you know, I think the uh, the Odell stuff through the end and then with the Baker stuff that Jake chronicled, I mean, I think that that allows for everything that happened at the end, and this is the mending of all of that, I would say. Sure. Uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, we did have rookie mini, mini camp underway. Uh, Felix Harper, a quarterback out of Alcorn State, listed at 5'10", 180, uh, a, nor a native of Fairburn, Georgia. Uh and so he was added to the roster, my guess, as a rookie minicamp uh, slinger. 5'10", 180 feels very generous. But I'll tell you what, this kid can absolutely throw the football. And Does he really? Significant. He can spin it. Listen, they signed him. You know who else was here? It was Jake Fromm. Yeah. Drafted. Been in the league. Big-time college quarterback. And they signed him and not Jake Fromm coming out of this. Yeah, I think if you watch college football, it, like the Fromm stuff was – I mean, they kept Fromm over fields at Georgia. Which is wild. Yeah. yeah. So There yeah. was a ceiling there for sure. But Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's good. So he's in the mix. Any other impressions for you from rookie minicamp? It's hard. I mean, it's – It's very hard. And they do – it's so much less than it used to be. You know, I was thinking, Gibbe um, – I was talking with one of the coaches about this. You know, back in the day, like in 2014, for example, which is when Taylor Gabriel came in here – as an undrafted free agent tryout, not even undrafted free agent sign, he was a tryout. There was like one on ones with the corners and the receivers. They they played a little bit of. There was some seven on seven by Saturday. Yeah, and he was dominant, and he earned himself a contract that led on to go into a great career. There was there was none of that, so it, it's they're bringing him along very slowly. So it's more you're just kind of looking at and seeing what traits you can see. Um, I know that that there were guys that stood out and people were pleased, especially with a lot of the draft picks, you know, Dave Bell's exactly what they thought he was going to be. Um, I dropped my Anquan Bolden kind nice. of demeanor and style uh, on some people that I would say would be in the know. And they received it uh, very favorably. Oh, I, I like that. I That's exciting. About. Yeah. Very happy. All right. 
coming up next, you will hear from Coach Stefanski uh, on Rookie Minicamp. Uh, we'll have a little fun. We'll revisit the schedule a little bit. A lot of news in the NFL. Great sports weekend as well, although yesterday was a dog on the NBA side of things. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll touch on all of that over the next 90 minutes, and I'll look forward to watching this video coming up next. We're off and running here. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Whether you're buying or selling a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services, always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered at Howard Hanna. Every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash Browns today. And now here's our head coach, Kevin Stefanski, addressing the media during rookie minicamp. Okay, great to see everybody uh, out here. Awesome to have these young guys on the field. Uh, got some really good work in there with their coaches, offense, defense, special teams. They're, they're working very hard. It's, uh, we're throwing a lot at them mentally. So they need to study, and they are studying. They're spending extra time in the morning, at, in the evening time, uh, and they're doing a nice job in the classroom, weight room, and out here on the field. So uh, looking forward to getting a couple more good days with them, and then we'll keep them here uh, next week. With any questions you guys have, I'm ready to go. Not really, Jake. I mean, I, I think when you first get it, you always look to – Where's that bye week? How many back-to-backs? Where are the division games? Those type of things, but uh, no, no, uh, nothing in particular. Do you feel better about when the bye week is going to be this year versus last year? Yeah, I think there's value in in the middle of the season. Uh, I really do. Um, so it kind of worked out that way for us this season. So now that you know it's Carolina, do you start working? You do. Yeah, that you do, and you start. Uh, that's an opponent we haven't played in the past couple of years, so got to get to know their coordinators, get to know uh, their personnel. So that's something we're working on right now. Hey, Kevin, what are your first impressions of Perry and Winfrey? He's done a nice job. I mean, this was obviously uh, just a, a short practice out there, but he's got really good size, comes off the ball uh, explosively. Um, he's working very hard. Coach, we told Cade York the conditions are usually just like this yeah. in the stadium for kicking. He was saying that you guys are well aware of how competitive he is. Yeah. And because of that, you've given him more space then to kind of work on his own um, during camp. Is that it? Did you just want to get him the maximum amount of reps to, to get ready? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit, Tom, with a, a, a kicker you're trying to – Maximize is a great word. You're trying to maximize every moment you have. You can't kick every day. You just you, you can't do that. So what are you doing on those off times? You're, you're studying tape with the coaches. You're, you're looking at what you can do better. You're working on your body, those type of things. But uh, he's going to make sure every he you know make sure every minute counts. Coach, I saw you uh, speaking in glowing terms about David Well, I think organizationally, we're very, we're very excited to add David. Uh, he, he was uh, somebody that throughout the process, I know our, our coaches, our scouts, everybody was excited about him. So uh, he did a nice job today. Uh, he doesn't say a lot. He's pretty reserved, but he's very intelligent, uh, did a nice job with what we gave him today, and I expect him to continue to take strides every day. What was it about? A couple of last questions. Uh, Dawson Deaton, you have him listed as guard. Will he be that? Interior, guard center. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
take a look at them. I, you know, we brought two quarterbacks in, uh, a rookie, and, and Jake obviously has played for a couple of years, so just take a look at them. What was it about Bell's film that you looked at and said, yeah, I think he can fit well into my scheme? Well, a very competitive player, um, catches the ball really well. We thought he had some savviness. So I think when you're looking at the draft, Scott, there's so many guys that can fit. You better have a lot of guys that can fit in your yeah. scheme. It's really what traits can you do you feel like you can uh, exploit, so to speak. So uh, we thought he was really competitive at the catch, uh, has some versatility to play outside, inside. Hey, Kevin, I know that you always want to get better all the time everywhere. But Thank you. <laughs> but, but, but did you really look at special teams, uh, the kicking game, as something that you really have to uh, make a jump on? Yeah, I, I think Andrews uh, every season tried to make some roster decisions uh, to add good players, whether it's you're talking specialists or adding guys uh, on your roster that you feel like can be core players. So I don't know that that was different this year. Obviously, we went out and signed Corey and drafted Cade, so I understand we added to that room. But that's always going to be something that is front of mind for Andrew. But, but even like the return, the return game, do you look at that as? I think it was more, uh, uh, you know, the market and the availability of those players. Question about um, Marcus Santos Silva: um, the challenge of coming in here, making the conversion from, uh, you know, basketball to football yeah. as a tight end. You know, first, what did you uh, like about him? What appealed to you? And just again, could you speak on the, the challenge uh, and first impressions of him? Yeah, I think with the tight end position, we've all seen it. You know the guys that have transitioned from basketball into the pros. And, and the body type, first of all, you look at the frame and the ability to put weight on. Um, so you, oftentimes those undersized fours who are in the 6'4 range and, and have have a frame and or are already in the 250 uh, place, they, they typically have great ball skills, basketball players. So uh, you know, you're thinking about them around the hoop there's a hoop right there, but in and around the hoop ability to snatch the ball and then it's their ability to use their length. So some of the guys that you can think about, Tony Gonzalez and some of those guys using their length, body position, had it, you know, when they enter the ball in the post, similar on a stick route, hey, you can stick your hands out and go grab it. So a lot of those things uh, apply from basketball to tight end position. So we're always looking for guys that, that can maybe do that and give them a chance. What is it about um, David Bell's skill set that makes you um, think you could be effective in the slot? Um, so I'm working out there a lot today, and he was talking about it earlier. Yeah, I think he has versatility outside, inside. Um, but again, I, I do think he has a natural competitiveness both in route running and in route catching. So the ability to make contested catches. Uh, and the ability uh, in the route running game to set people up and, and drop your weight, those type of things. Can you talk about um, getting familiar with Carolina's coordinators? Is that the project of a quality control guy, or what's that process? Yeah, that's a good question, Tony. I think it starts with the quality control guys. Uh, you know, you don't, in their role, you don't want to use up a lot of your time prior to knowing the opponents and breaking down a bunch of tape because, uh, for instance, if, if you broke up broke down a bunch of Carolina prior to the schedule release and they were the last game of the year, you just wasted a lot of time. You know, So for them, they kind of wait for that schedule to come out and then it's the first three opponents. You're really focused on getting the tape and getting some work done on them early. You'll have the preseason tape on them, but it certainly starts with your quality control to break it down. And then as a staff, you get once it's broken down, you can chop it up and look at it every which way. In, in um, your two seasons here, you went three and one in your first four games. Lost the first game. 
But overall, were you pleased about the way you brought the team along for the first month of the season? Yeah, I think both years, the last couple of years have, were different. Um, obviously, the COVID year was different. Last year was a little different off season and then having a preseason. So we've learned things the last couple of years that we like, uh, that we'll continue to do. There's a couple of things that we'd like to tweak. Uh, but ultimately, we do feel like uh, between the coaches, the strength coaches, the medical staff, I, I do think we're putting our guys in position uh, to be ready to play week one. Mike, Mark, you talked so much about working on the mental side of kicking. I guess what has stood out to you guys about him and, and the work he does with that aspect of, of his game? Yeah, I think he's a naturally confident uh, young man, which is, which is great for that position. Uh, I do think that's something that all kickers, I'm sure, uh, constantly are, are working on their, the mental side of things. Really, all players are, uh, and it's something that we take seriously here. Uh, so I'm sure that he, he's had a plan, he's had a system, if you will, that he's gone through uh, in his past, and I think you really want to stick to what works. But he's somebody that will constantly try to find uh, edges anywhere he can. Is it encouraging to hear that he's already talked to Phil Dawson about you know, the stadium and the weather that he will face here? Yeah, I think that's great. I, I think Phil's been uh, you know, an outstanding ambassador for our team, and and certainly our specialists. So to be able to connect with Phil and talk through First Energy Stadium uh, is an important part of it. Kevin Martin Emerson, he's kind of known for that length. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just curious, what does that do for a corner to have the kind of length that he has? I mean, Were you guys paying attention to the first drill? He put yeah. one of our coaches on their on his butt. Um, probably shouldn't have, but uh, he, uh, he he's length with corners especially, it allows you to play at the line of scrimmage to really deter the release of the receiver. And as receivers, they want off. They want the ability to sell the go route and come off the ball. I mean, if somebody like Martin, you're, they're going to work at the line of scrimmage versus you. But even if they gain six inches, you have maybe 33 inches to go with your length to, to make them get around you, get you off your, your precision timing game. Working through a lower leg injury, but he'll be OK. Yes. Yes. And that'll be their first time with the Bucks. Correct. Kevin, there's a really good uh, Martin keeps telling us that he hasn't really talked about playing in the slot yet with any of the, mm -hmm. your defensive staff. Are you guys uh, like in the market for a, a slot corner after trading Troy Hill, or do you, do you think you have the guys who can fill that role? Oh, I think we have multiple guys that can fill that role and have filled that role uh, in there. So uh, I think that's why we talk about versatility. If you're playing corner, if you're playing safety, you're going to be trained to play in the slot, play our nickel position. So I think we have multiple guys that can do that. Single-game tickets for Browns home games on sale now. For more information, visit clevelandbrowns.com. We'll go around the league. Coming up next, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams. They can do it for you in about a day. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath? It'll feel like a spa. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in America. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding acrylic tubs. They will insulate and keep that heat in tub-to-shower conversion, superior products with expert installers. Call now for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. Again, that's 500 bucks right now. If you give them a call at 216-220-8399, tell them both sent you and they will 
take care of you as we go around the league. What did you make of Sean Payton's weekend? I'm sorry, Drew Brees' weekend. Drew Brees' weekend. We'll get to Payton in a second. What did you make of Drew Brees' weekend? I believe we had that, that he was... Terrible. At television analysis. Yes, not long for that world. Yeah. So it was reported on, for those who don't know, he was reported Saturday that he was out at NBC, that he was going to be out. Yeah. Um, So then he tweets yesterday, um, contrary to reports, I may come back to NBC. I may come back to football. I may become a professional pickleball player. I may join the senior PGA tour. I may coach my kids. I may do Do all of these things. Every single one. He also then tweeted out last night, right, that Jarvis and Honey Badger. Yeah, almost make him want to come back. Yeah. I think he's lost. I think he didn't expect that to be like a You think he's trying to save face? Yeah. Like, you think think NBC cut ties with him after a year? No doubt. Wow. Yeah. So that means he's – wasn't he doing like Notre Dame? He was doing Notre Dame, and then he was on Football Football Night in America. Out. So, And he did a playoff game that that was a debacle. Debacle. Do you think it was Raiders. do you think it was something where he do you think that it this just came out of the blue my this would be my thinking to make them cut ties with him I mean he's just a legend to cut ties with in a year if that's what happened that is what happened and they decided no I would think that he saw the money that was being given to Aikman Brady um Romo's already gotten it um that he saw that money and said, I'm going to need some of that. And they said, well, actually, we're good. We're good. Because you're, I, don't, not. I don't think that they would admit a mistake and fire him after one year based on who he is. How could- I think they would keep the reins, give him a, a, you know, keep it going. My hunch is he said, I want Brady money. And they said, well, good luck. Hey, That's my hunch. From the, the story that I read last night said he wanted to do more games. He did not want to be in the studio and continue to be in the studio. And NBC was like, we have Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, he's not going there, anywhere. There's nowhere. We and don't you're have any other games. Him. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have any more games. So you can do Notre Dame, but that's really all they have. Yeah. Now they've got to replace their entire Notre Dame crew. Because Tarico and Bruce. The other Collinsworth's going to be on that. Just you watch. No. Chris Sims? Sims was doing like their pre The other no. Collinsworth and Chris Sims. Oh, my God. No way, dude. I think he went to Notre Dame, didn't he, the kid? I don't know. I believe There's so. only one Collinsworth. I agree, but I think he did. I think he went with him. He's doing. He's getting the He's getting the tryout at USFL. Wow. Uh, but that's my hunch. My hunch is Breeze said, I want more. All my buddies who are contemporaries, there's no different from them to me. And I want more. And NBC said, no, we don't have any more. We have Chris Collinsworth. We're not going to pay you anymore. Yeah, but it's not like he – I did, right? Did he go to Notre Dame? That's what he I thought. Oh, so he's, he's five years into the business. He's yeah. done two Olympics. <laughs> um, so what I would say to that Jeez. is, though, that – He's 27? Yeah. Yeah, 27. Uh, Born wow. in 95. My freshman So year straight out of college, you went to NFL primetime. Rough. Or that NFL Today show that he was he got that and then yeah. right to NBC at twenty five. Um, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, Rodney Harrison, big fan, huge, huge, huge fan, fan. huge fan. I that's think Breeze isn't hunches. good. No, I know he's not. I think that they were happy. But surprising? how quick was Joe Montana ushered out? I don't remember that. It, I don't. It remember. was brief. Was that? It was a flop, and it was brief. He just was not good at it. 
No, I, I remember that. I just am trying to remember, like, did he get, you know, his Wikipedia is going to be so damn long, it'll be forever for me to be able to see yeah, out. It should be a very short paragraph in its own category, broadcasting career. Short. Very tiny. Um, Would it be but, in her personal life? Maybe. Or post-football, if you There isn't. It's just nicknames. All right, personal life. It's like it's not even on his Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't, it didn't last long. <laughs> um, and that's the thing for me with, like, Fox, is that are you sure Are you sure that Brady isn't more Breeze than he is Peyton Manning? No, I'm not. Because that's a, lock, a long locked-in contract. And I think Breeze was just – it just – it wasn't good. I, I found that what he's had to say, too, was odd, just a little odd to me. And he's trying to make a joke, like, hey, these, yeah. are, all the, these are all the things I could still be doing. But, yeah, that was um, – does he go back to the Saints? Does he try, I mean, he can't – I think he's more likely to be a professional pickleball player than the Saints. I mean, yeah. we, he didn't have – he couldn't drive the ball. Couldn't drive the ball at all. Yeah. And I remember talking to Laurinaitis about him. He would, we would, he would tell stories every once in a while about Braves for that half season he was there or whatever. And he said, he's the most competitive guy. Like, if he saw you throw your tape in the garbage in the locker room, he would want to do, like, a con- contest about it. Like if he saw you shooting hoops, he would come over and challenge you to shoot hoops in like a game of horse. Like that was his yeah. deal. Like he challenged everybody at everything. I like that. I like a competitive guy. Yeah. Not afraid so of that. So that was his zest. So I, my guess is that's how this thing come to fruition because why wouldn't this have been – this could have been known at any time. It comes out on a Saturday in May. This weird timing. Timing's very weird. Very strange. Uh, his former head coach, Sean Payton, joins Fox for the upcoming season. Uh, the former coach will work in the studio show in Fox th- throughout 2022. This is pretty interesting. So he will join the Fox NFL Sunday crew on the off days for Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Peyton has also been in the running for the position with Amazon. Um, and it's expected to be a one-year deal. Right, because Tom he's Brady's go coming coach. in next year, and he's going to go back to coaching. Well, but Brady's like, with NBC. This is studio at Fox. I thought Brady signed with no, Fox. No, Brady signed mm-hmm. with Brady's- Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brady. That's right. Yeah. Brady's Brady NBC. Breeze was fine. Okay. But yeah, Peyton's right. not going in the booth. Peyton, yeah. I don't get the Jimmy Johnson days off. Where did I want to know more about that contract. When did we start? It, well, it, let's just I mean, do the math. How many days a week He's do you actually work anyway? He goes back and coaches. Which uh, give me, your, give me your guess on how old Jimmy Johnson is. 72. I was going to say 74, 75. 78. So... He's got his house. He's got that place in Marathon. Like, he's made all the money in the world. He's in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. You know, it's been yeah, a good run. I just, it's weird for on his days off, Sean Payne to fill in. And I'm like, how many days a week does he actually work to begin with? Yeah, I wonder what. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. He's only flying in there on Saturday and he's staying. They put him up at the wherever, some sweet hotel. Yeah. Probably that JW. Where's their studio out there? Are they in Burbank? Probably Fox uh, NFL Sunday. Probably in Burbank. Yeah. yeah. So putting up at some great hotel, and he's, he's, out, he's yeah, out on Monday morning, and that's it. Yeah, because they don't have Thursday night football anymore. Yeah. No. So, so there's no – yeah, there's nothing to see here. I don't know. <laughs> that, I think that's the biggest thing that occurred to me. He's going to be filling in for Jimmy Johnson on his days off. And the rest of the time he's just going to be calling games? I don't know. Jimmy Johnson only being five years older than Terry Bradshaw is not something I would have had. No. I thought Bradshaw would have been yeah. significantly. Yeah. Jimmy's five years older than, than Terry. That's it. So, 
Those shows are the they're the faces of networks, though. They're the faces to networks. Here, here's a name that we've seen about. We're seeing some of these older guys sign, and we'll get to obviously Jar- Jarvis here in a little bit. Um, but Melvin Ringram signing with the Dolphins uh, as well. So you're, you are seeing some of these. Didn't Hughes Jerry Hughes sign last week with somewhere? Yes, when you Houston. were out, Houston. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to see some of these veteran players sign. Listen, the bottom line: Ingram played great last year for the yeah. Chiefs. That's uh, another nice addition for Miami. That's a team that's got a lot of talent. Huge question at quarterback, but if Tua impresses, they could be pretty good. Social media. By the way, you see their social media team was already hiring somebody after that uh, video. They, they put out a job opening. Did they really? They did, yeah. No surprise. I mean, uh, it was unbelievable that it got through. Yeah. Um, but that's a team that's interesting. But from the Browns' standpoint, you know, Clowney is the last dude at defensive end. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. So you're hoping, obviously, that he ends up coming here. I also saw some rumors over the weekend that the Browns uh, were one of the finalists for the services of Indomitian Sue. Oh. Now that's somebody I would love to interview. Indomitian Never Sue missed a, a game. A bad man. You know that? Never missed we a game. We talked about it. We when, talked about when it last Segura week. was living his best life. Yeah. On, on his first, first, first Saturday. First Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So it's it feels like you know feels like Clowney. Come on down, let's go. Come home, come on, come home, sweet prince. Tickets for all Cleveland Browns home games on sale now. For more information, visit clevelandbrowns.com. Coming up at the top of the hour, officially no more Jarvis here. Uh, sad, sad for us, obviously, but happy for him. We'll get into that. Um, also, rank some of the best games on the NFL schedule on our schedule as well, um, and then Perry and Winfrey. Coming up a little bit later on, you're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Second hour here, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You know, I want to tell you about my good friends at Indy East 4th. They're very excited yeah. about part of the great story of East 4th Street. Indy brings a music-themed atmosphere, southern comfort cuisine, and craft cocktails to East 4th. India has a big one that happened just last week. Cleveland's rooftop bar located above Indy is open. It is the perfect place to celebrate downtown this summer. What a weekend for it. Uh, brought to you by the owners of Char Whiskey Bar and Grill and Avo Modern Mexican. I encourage you to check it out. You will not be disappointed, nor will you be disappointed in any of their offerings. Learn more at Indy East 4th on social. Um, if there was one, what did we say when we texted about Jarvis? If there was one place for him to go, that's it. Yeah, and, and it's it's I'm very happy for him that he is is going back home. Obviously, if I wanted him to finish his career with the Cleveland Browns in four seasons here, he played a massive role in, in changing this culture. And we will never forget the speech that was featured on Hard Knocks. Uh, while he was here, he caught 288 passes, 3,560 yards, 15 touchdowns, 12.4 yards a catch. Jarvis Landry was very much the heart and soul of this team we called them that many many times it's going to be a remade wide receiver room and I know that the Browns are very excited about David Bell um, 
but I'm happy for Jarvis that he gets to go back. You know, I, I saw an interview with him, and I reached out to him as well, but I saw an interview with him talking about being a kid growing up in Louisiana, and, you know, your dream is to play at Louisiana mm-hmm. State and then play for the New Orleans Saints. Yep. And he's going to do that, and I think that's a pretty – a pretty special thing and reunited the honey badger and LSU uh, guy as well. I'm happy for him. I, it, I love that we get to see him, that he's on the schedule this year. He'll be coming back to Cleveland. So I'm excited about that, but I couldn't love Jarvis anymore. I, I think that, like I said, he embodied everything that this team, this organization is about. Um, sometimes, you know, unfortunately finances don't work out and, and then situations change. And I think, for example, that, you know, the Browns had made him an offer prior to the draft. Uh, um, you know, maybe he, uh, you, you wish he would have come back, but at the same time you understand why he did not do that after the fact uh, and why he ends up going there to New Orleans. And now the Saints will have, you know, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry as their top three receivers, pretty none good. of whom played a snap for them last year. No, no, but it's, it's pretty good. It's, uh, yeah. They have a lot that they can do with that group. Jameis in a big year throwing the ball. For he should. I don't know if they'll win a lot, but he'll he'll throw for a lot. He'll throw to the other team too, uh, but they ought to be able to stretch the ball down the field and and move it all over the place. Yeah, I think he was, um, he was the coolest Cleveland Brown in the time I've covered the team. Like no just doubt. the coolest guy to be around. Like when he would come in here, we would do we do. I mean, the first time I ever talked to him in person, you were off for some reason. I don't know if it was a travel date or if it was what it was, but I remember I was doing the show solo, yeah. and we were in the old Triangle Studio with the Triangle desk. And he was sitting down there, and we did 20 minutes that was with him. Easy. And it was easy and effortless. And he just, when he walked into a room, he just brought joy with him. He just was, just had that personality to him. Um, and I, I was talking, you know, this devastated Kingsley. This was the only damper on the weekend for him because he was harboring hope that he would return because he was his favorite player and he would dress up every game in the full uniform, the full yep. Jarvis uniform, every game. Um, so this, that, that was a tough little bit of a tough blow as he was harboring some small hope that he would return and they'd be able to make it work. Um, but I explained all of the things you said that that was, you know, a dream to be able to play there and I get it. Um, but also he was, when you think about the more popular players since in this run, you know, you think of obviously Nick Chubb and Miles and then Jarvis is those would be the guys that that were at the top of it. They absolutely were. And you're never going to forget uh, any of it. That, 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 that was so fun. Baker's rookie year with Jarvis and all of the things we did with him, throwing the ball, catching the ball, running the ball, all of that stuff. It was all so much fun. And I think he'll be remembered incredibly fondly here. I think he will yeah. be somebody who is for the young kids that. Maybe the way, um, you know, like Gibby's generation that grew up here viewed Slaughter or Metcalf, that, you know, those guys were both here six years. Jarvis was here four. Um, but I think that there will be a reverence for him for a very, very long time for young kids. I do. I agree. And he just conducted himself exactly how you would want somebody to conduct themselves. He, he was a guy that just flat out embodied everything you wanted he gave it his all he was tough as nails he was inspirational he was a great teammate he was a leader he was a guy that went about his business and just you know it's wild you you wished that things would have worked out differently for you know when he and Odell were on the cover of SI together yeah but I think we are all better as an organization. I think we're all better as fans. We're all better as you and I getting to the guys who've gotten to interact with them and talk yep. to them for, for knowing Jarvis Landry, for having Jarvis Landry being, uh, been a Cleveland Brown. Like I, 
all time, absolutely elite. One of my like, he's he's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. You can already chisel him on there. We'll find out who you know goes all, all around him on that for me. But he will always be on my Browns Mount Rushmore. Always. Yeah, hard to yeah, it's hard to imagine. Always. Yeah, he's he's that type of guy, and um, I I'm sure that he will be honored appropriately when he returns uh here this season which gets us to this conversation gibby wants us to rank our top five games for the browns coming into the season five to one now that is in the setup for this from espn.com as they rank the five most in demand games with the average ticket price um on those so number five was denver at seattle week one 450 bucks wow um russell's highly anticipated return they gave him everything like, yeah, I don't want to hear anything about a Russell Wilson revenge tour. No, no, no. Like no. they got Just rid of the Legion of Boom. They Just got rid of, you know. But I mean, when we get closer to that, I'm, I'm not interested in that. That's that's not what it is at all. They gave him everything he asked to be traded. They traded him, okay. and they traded him to the best spot. Bucks at Cowboys is number four with the average ticket price of four seventy two. Cowboys game is always a tough ticket, and uh, Tom returning there. Uh, Cowboys at Packers is number three at four hundred and eighty eight dollars a ticket. Uh, Dak and Aaron Rodgers again. The Cowboys always a tough ticket. Speaking of the Packers, here they are at number two. Packers at Bucks. Rodgers Brady week three. The good thing about this one is if you buy this one, it's week three. There's a decent chance both will still be playing. Who knows what could be happen later in the year? Uh, but five hundred and thirty-five the ticket on that. And the most expensive ticket is Forty Niners at Raiders six oh three. I do not get this. So the week seventeen. There are a couple things, right? Number one, Niners fans are going. They're playing. Isn't that New Year's Day, New Year's Eve? That is New oh, Year's Day. Oh, New Year's Day. So, either, so you're, you're going to go do New Year's holiday. Eve in Vegas. And, it's a holiday. And go to the game. You're going yeah. on holidays with that. No is. doubt. Yeah. I yeah. like that one. That's a fun one. All right. I get that. That makes sense. Um, so Gibby wants our top five. How should we do this? We do like what, what the five best games or the five, five best that, that we would go to and buy a ticket? Five that you're looking forward to the most for whatever reason. Boom. <laughs> Number five for you. Go ahead, sir. The return of Money Mitch. <laughs> Week six, Patriots at Money Browns. Mitch is on the Pats? I didn't even realize that. I missed that Money Mitch was on the Pats. Yeah. That's he great. calls. He already calls uh, Bill Belichick Big Bill. Big Bill. That's right. Oh, come on, Big Bill. You do a pretty good money. I love money, Mitch. Yeah. He's there's really only one spot maybe left on the Rushmore, to be honest with you. If there isn't even like right now, the Rushmore today would be Jarvis, Money Mitch, Cole, and the Hoff. Like that's a tough that's a year. It's a tough nut to crack. It's gonna be hard, hard to get into that quartet. Yeah, I mean yeah, the Hoff and Cole are the Lincoln and Washington, and then Jarvis is in there. I mean, yeah, that's it. Those are money. No, um, no Bronco Bill. Bronco Bill predates great, me, though. But, yeah, no, but money. Bronco Bill was in consideration, which is an honor in and of itself. Yes, that's my number five. All right, I got. I'm I'm getting through this really quickly. All right, number five for me uh, at Miami. Because this would be the one I would go to from a road trip standpoint. I'd go right down there. You know, private, I'll PJ it. Perfect. I'll I'll tag along. Yeah. PJ it. 
Eh, maybe. You're going to need permission. This right. We have a charter, Nathan. PJ, he's safe. I'm rolling with you. All That's right, good. Right. Make that happen. So, Let's go. Yeah, I would. that would be – if I were a Browns fan, that would be my number one road trip. I would go there in November and Popular get out of the cold. destination. Yeah, time for sure. Right. Can't beat the time of You're year. Not, they, you, the schedule makers couldn't have done you any bigger favors yep. there. Number four for you. Uh, I'm going to go home for the Chargers week five. I think it's a great matchup. I'm excited about that game. Very excited. I got Bucks here. Okay. Is number four for me. I'll do that um, as number four. That'll be number three for me. Bucks right. here. Yeah, I just have I just have fatigue of them. Yeah. And I'm so excited. Yeah. Last time. Last time Brady. Right. Yeah. We've done so many last times with him. For me, it'll like be like the first time I've ever him. called a Tom Brady game. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's, pr- but that would apply to all of be the, the for first, all of these people first last well, time, other than the who do we play in we, Minnesota? In Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, but everything else will be the fresh. first. Yeah, be yeah. all fresh. Yeah, uh, that yeah that w- that's pretty cool. Like when you when you're old and gray and you've got little grandkids bouncing on knee and you can say, you know, I called I called the Tom Brady game. Called his last game at First Energy Stadium. Most that's likely. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number three. You had that. I, I got Bengals on Halloween. Okay. I think that I think this city will be on fire for okay. that one. Okay. Uh, number two. I'll go at the Bills. I Same. Think that could be a, a big game and a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm happy to not have to be in the elements of that one. I'm I'm very excited about that. That it's stadium's a, not great. No. I mean, there's a no. reason they're building them. Yeah. And that that could be that could yeah. be really brutal uh, in November. And then number one for me is Chargers. Okay. Because you love that one. So, number one Exacting for me. Exacting the revenge. Number one for me is going to be Monday night Halloween here. I just feel like yeah. it's going to be absolute insanity. Yeah, I think it's all in play. I think it's going to be great. I think it's absolutely all in when play. When do you think the last time people could have done this? And I think we're being legitimate about it. I mean, my Money Mitch one. My number five would be Money Mitch. New Orleans and New England combined. Money Mitch and Jarvis returns. Very excited to see both those guys. But when's the last time that it really wasn't even a consideration for either of us and what I, I won't Pittsburgh. Speak for you, yeah the, the Steelers weren't even a consideration for one of the five games that I was looking forward to the most you'd have to go back to Bubby Brister probably right or Mark Malone it's bad. but even then people here hated him so bad that they just wanted all the revenge in the world sure like um, is that a top five game for you still Gibbe Steelers game is that a top five game next year for you Gibbe Thursday night I mean I, 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 I put it ahead of the Patriots. Money, bitch. No, I don't have the Patriots very high up on my schedule. Me neither. I was. That was more just more just for fun, for, for, money. Money. for I, money. I, I really think the Chargers are my number one. They're mine too. I, I, I like that. Game. I think that's just going to be a phenomenal game. Yeah, it's a game. One of my buddies was saying, "I want to come in for a game this year. What game should I?" Come? I said, "Chargers." And that potentially could be a gorgeous uniform game if we do it right and they do it right. <laughs> we should be in the whites and we should make them. We should be in the all white. The in the powder blue. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how you do that. Yeah. yeah, that's how you sort it. By the way, Deshaun, a big fan of the all whites. That's clean because it is clean. It is clean. It is. Clean. It is kind it's, of the. It's a beaut. Yeah, people were so wor- thinking it was bad luck because we wore it. It's got nothing to do. It's with got it. nothing to do with the those teams. Weren't good. Different, different, and different they're different. World. It's different. Different with world. The shadow box. It's different all world. Very, very yeah. different. Very, very different. different. Our schedule's great. And, and listen, if Week 15 against the Ravens here is a some type of prime time say. game, that's that's certainly a top five game. Yeah, there's no doubt. All the division games are. They're all going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm more excited. Bengals, Ravens, Steelers would be my division rank. I have the same. Agreed. I don't have any problem with that. 
Elk and Elk Serious Lawyer Serious Injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coming up next, we'll go around the sports world. we got NBA and NHL, lots of Game 7, some absolute beatdowns. Golf second major is here. we get into all of that coming up next, and then Perry and Winfrey in about 15 minutes from now. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business operations collects all the data you need, but you're having a hard time bringing it together and seeing the full picture. Bo here for my friends at EOX Vantage, data scientists, also business ops experts. Your EOX Vantage team will help you build an automated system that brings your data sources together in real time and turns them into eye-opening dashboards so you can make smart, time-sensitive decisions. Staring at spreadsheets provide insight you needed to know last month. With EOX Vantage, you'll know exactly where your people stand on their activities and deliverables and gauge your financial performance. Easily, accurately track progress and your ROI. Check out how companies are making their business intelligence smarter by visiting EOXVantage.com for more. Um, I don't understand how there wasn't an NBA game Saturday for starters. Silly. It's absolutely nonsense to play both those games There wasn't games even an Sunday. NBA game on Sunday. Hey, now. So, felt like Jason Tatum, top five player in the league now. Dude, like I that. love Tatum. His game is outstanding. You know how much I love Tatum. Love him. He's so much fun. What about, and this is what I think is so great about sports. So, I actually watched that whole game. I like the Celtics. I've, I've, I do, too. I've hated, my whole life. I've hated the Celtics my whole sure. life, but I really like watching them play. And what I think is cool about it, number one, the atmosphere at the Garden was incredible. Yep. Number two... Grant Williams became a Boston legend. That's right. Forever. Forever. Like, he is a Boston legend forever because in a Game 7 elimination series uh, game of the series, he has his career high, like, ever. Not just playoff career high. That was the best game of his career ever. That's right. What did he have scoring? 27? I mean, it was yeah. Is that what it ended up being? Yeah, I think he made he made like seven or eight threes. I want to say it was just a bonkers. Yeah, Grant Williams. Here we go. Pulling up the box score right now. I had so much fun watching it. I actually was uh, the biggest Boston fan, as you know, that we know is is the voice of the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Donovan. That's right. So I was, t- I was talking to him. I said, Grant Williams becoming a boss allegedly said they're going to put number 12 in the rafters. And that's what, it, <laughs> and he's not wrong. That's what was so cool about it. Yeah. He ended up with 27 set makes seven threes. I mean, who the heck is Grant Williams? Get out of Tennessee making right, man. Just unbelievable. Tatum was great again, as always. I mean, they were, how about this? I thought I always like the plus minuses. Yeah. They're plus 25 with Grant. Will be at the highest plus minus of anybody in the game. The highest. And Giannis was good, but I felt like Giannis... You know what it felt like watching to me, honestly? It felt like watching old LeBron. It was like an old LeBron Cavs team where like Holiday was like Mo Williams, but maybe not even as good as Mo Williams (laughs) was then. Brooke Lopez is a fine player, but it's like, and then that's it. Well, no Middleton. 
No Middleton's a huge loss for them, but I mean, they it just yeah, didn't feel like a complete have, team. No, no, and Grayson Allen was terrible. If you said you were a, a fan of plus minuses, can I give you Devin Booker's plus minus? Oh man, Luca clown them. That was minus forty one for Devin Booker, minus thirty nine in a single game for Chris Paul, minus forty for Mikel Bridges. Um, that's how that went. That, that was a beating. Was fifty seven to twenty seven at half. It was ninety two to forty at the end of the third quarter. Ninety two. Yeah, Two forty. Luca's one of my favorite guys in the league too. Luca, who doesn't love? Luka? How about him yeah. laughing after every shot that he was making? He's just laughing. Just, just mocked him. Openly mocked him. Openly. What's on the Wikipedia page? Oh yeah, somebody updated the Suns Wikipedia page and said the owner was Luka Doncic. <laughs> Are your kids? Do your, who do your kids like more, Luca or uh, or Tatum? Bootsy, Bootsy likes the Celtics, but he has both a Luca and Tatum jersey. Okay, he has both. Uh, but he, he likes the Celtics a little bit. My oldest like Booker because he's a Kentucky guy. He likes Kentucky guys. Right. Um, and then Kingsley's Kingsley liked uh, Durant and stuff. So we'll see. But it sets up for – it does feel like it is it is a complete changing of the guard. You have a bu- – it does feel like this is the elimination, with the exception of the Warriors, of the 2010s players are now – It's the league has passed them by. If you think about LeBron, the LeBron, Durant, Westbrook, Harden – like that era of player, with the exception to Steph and Clay. Where's LeBron going to compete? Because he's got, you know, he wants to compete. It also puts into perspective he's him in making most eight straight finals is incredible. What he did. Real quick on Steph, if they can win it, so it's Warriors, Mavs, Celtics, Miami. And by the way, Miami is the least talked about glamorous franchise in sports. Like that's a glamour city. You're not going to get a whole lot more glamorous than Miami, and nobody talks about them. Nothing. Yep. So they were the second best team in the game. Nobody talks about them. And, and look at how they've been run. Expertly. They've had the star power. They haven't. No. And they still win. They win and win. Spolstra. And win and win. Riley. Consistency, right? So if Steph can pull this off, if the Warriors can win this championship, and they're in a – like if you were to tell them all you got to do is a best of seven against Dallas and a best of seven against either Miami or Boston – I have a feeling they'd feel pretty good about that, right? Yeah. Not a healthy Nets team, not a healthy Sixers team, not a sure. healthy Bucks. I like that Celtics team. I though. do too. I think that I think the Celtics are great, but pretty good. If they do it, that'd be their fourth championship. It would be the first without you know you win one without Durant. It would be the same key players, but then other role players around them. You would have to put them in a you start to get into a dynastic situation where you talk about four titles. I think it, oh, yeah. you start to view them very, very differently. I think it makes a conversation around Steph different. Does he now become a top 10 player in NBA history? He's already one of the five most influential, but does he now jump into a top five best players if they could do it? Like that's the type of legacy stuff that's on the line for Curry. Oh, yeah. If he could pull it off. By the way, just so you know, my dad is convinced that uh, – my dad wanted Phoenix to win that series. He thinks that Dallas is going to – Whoop the Warriors! He's convinced. I think it's going to be a really fun series. Yeah, I mean, they... you want to talk shooters' delight. Yeah, and it's the that was the hello world, Luka Doncic is what that was. For those who don't know, not that anybody in hoops didn't, but that you know he's probably him and Steph. Like there are so many little kids that I saw playing travel. Like they love those those guys. 
There's 77s everywhere. So the, the uh, Mavericks went 3-1 and one in the regular season against the Warriors. I wonder what the injury situation 122 was. 122 to 113, Doncic had 41. 107-101, Doncic had 34. That was February 27th and March 3rd. So the, that could have been no Steph in at least one of those. Probably March would have been January no 5th they win. This one probably was an injury game, 99-82. to 82. And then they lo- the one loss was the first time they played. And they got, like, blasted pretty good. Yeah. That's but, a, yeah. Can't find it. But they lost their You're not going to find a more gutless performance in Phoenix's. That was What's, up with that? Could be. What's up with that? I have no that? idea. I've never seen anything like it. To lose by 50, to be down 52 at home. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. That makes no this sense. This is the NBA. To get to your LeBron question, I think he's in a hell of a spot. because he's stuck? Yeah, because I, I think they could trade him. They could trade him, and I think that's probably the best thing for the organization would be to trade him and try yep. to get some younger assets, some young players, and try to build up. They don't have a draft pick till 2027, um, so they could trade him. He cannot leave there like this if he wants to live in L.A. the rest of his life. Because nobody in L.A. counts that title that they won, the bubble title. Laker fans don't. He wants to make movies. He wants to be beloved in L.A. That ain't happening. Not that. Not like this. Leaving it like yeah. this. He's All the blame's at him for what happened this year, him and his management team, for the Carmelo and the Westbrook, all that stuff. They're all. It's all at his feet. So there's no – I don't know what the counter is. I'll tell you what this is, though. This is largely, almost entirely – teams where guys were drafted there and developed Uh there Uh Mm -hmm. the only real free agent i'm trying to think i don't want to overstep with this generalization but the only one i can think of that was a free agent signing that's a key key contributor is jimmy butler with miami everybody else was drafted Doncic was drafted by dallas all the warriors guys were drafted taylor tatum and brown drafted so and all everybody else at a bio hero all the other big players for miami were all drafted with the exception of, of Jimmy. So that's that's pretty good. Like, feel good if you're the Cavs. Like, you've drafted really well. Sign all of them. Keep all of them. Keep that core together. Keep JB. Build it. Build it. That's what you do. Uh, the second major begins on Thursday, PGA Championship in Tulsa. Uh, one, boy, that's be interesting to see what the weather's like there. One year ago, Tulsa on top of the world. Or uh, Phil Mickelson on top of the world. That's right. And now he's nowhere to be found. He withdrew over the weekend. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, pretty, pretty steep. Off a cliff for Phil. Did you see uh, Jack Nicholas saying that that Saudi tour offered him $100 million? Offered Jack Nicholas? Jack Nicholas. To play golf? No, to be the face, to be the Greg Norman. Yep. So, he's made a lot of money. Yeah. Jack has, though. Yeah. So, we'll see. This is uh, this is where Tiger won a major, didn't he? Didn't Tiger win a U.S. Open here or a PGA here? Hills. like Southern Hills, like 20 years ago? Feels right. And I saw him hitting the ball around. Yeah, he's out there with the uh, guys from the foreplay pod from Barstool. Love, was he him really? Up, hugging him up, Riggs and all those guys. Oh, those yeah. guys got to play with him? They're walking with him. To, they're walking with him today, and he like gave them big hugs, and like they were boys. It's an amazing rise. Amazing. Did you see, and I don't even, I can't say, and I, I'll profess my ignorance on this, but did you see that at the game, game seven in the garden, they showed Portnoy and Hank and had Team Hank on the scoreboard? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> On the scoreboard, Big Cat. Did you see Big Cat's comment? I, I did. Big Cat, because if like people didn't know what was going on right there, they probably thought this guy was like had two weeks to live and was just going to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. And they were saying like Team Hank, like all right, buddy, 
unbelievable. It really is. By the way, Tiger Woods won the PGA Championship at Southern Hills 15 years ago this week. It's a good job to me. Very good job. Uh, all right. Perry and Winfrey coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Gambling without setting limits on how much you're going to wager, how long you'll play is like a football team going into a game without a game plan. It's probably going to end up in a loss. So always set limits before you bet. Get more tips like this at keepitfunohio.com. And now here's Perry and Winfrey, the super talented, super attitude on this guy from rookie minicamp. Let's have a listen. What's it been like for you? Man, it's been amazing just being out here and finally being able to know what team I'm on and not having to go to team to team to team and just finally knowing what organization I'm a part of and just being able to be a part of the organization. It's been great. What kind of feedback have you gotten on your draft day press conference and how everything went viral? Right. Yeah, the love has been crazy. Like immediately when I got off the plane, there were fans in there with helmets and stuff. I don't even know how they got in the airport. Uh, I've been signing a whole bunch of signatures. Everybody's been showing love. So it's been definitely crazy since I did that. Perry, and I know Miles like reposted a clip right. of your draft day press conference right. like right away when you saw that. Just yeah. like what went through your mind and have you talked to Miles? That was mind-blowing. Yeah, he texted me right after and just told me congratulations that he was ready to work. And it was just really mind-blowing knowing yeah. that a 99 overall on Madden just – Posting on his Instagram, like that was cool. That was dope. Feel like you guys are gonna get along and, and everything. That oh yeah, that. most definitely. I'm hardworking. He's hardworking, and we both got a common goal of winning the championship. So I feel like we're gonna work well together. Have you slowed down at all after that? Uh, you were pacing like a lion there. <laughs> I'm definitely a little calmer, more settled. Like I said before, knowing what team I'm on, finally just able to finally settle in and get to show an organization who I am as a person. So I'm definitely settled and calm more than I was that day. <laughs> so Isaiah called you guys the Cleveland Sooners. How right. nice is it to have a couple of teammates here right. in terms of like the transition Man. and everything else? Man, that was dope. I, I give all the praise to the Lord just being able to have great – because I could have had – they could have sent me teammates that weren't so good. Like they sent me great teammates, people who are going to push me to do great things and people who are going to hold me accountable all the time. So it's just a blessing to have those people around me just learn together. Isaiah said you and he had chemistry from the jump. Right. Is that – the same way. That's why it's so crazy that we're here together. Like, our chemistry is almost um, unmatched. Like, we just have a knack for playing with each other. We always know what each other's doing, and it's just easy to us. Our communication and everything is just 100%. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I played nose tackle most of the time at Oklahoma. Uh, I wouldn't say frustrating. At times, I was getting a lot of double teams, but I feel like it made me more versatile. Now on this team, now my position coach knows that I can play nose tackle as well as three technique and defensive end if they want me to. Isaiah was saying that he thought you were going to get drafted earlier and he thought he was going to right. get drafted earlier too. How much have you guys talked right. about that? I mean, we really, we really haven't talked about getting drafted earlier. We talked about the fact that all those teams pass on us and just remembering that and just keeping that in the back of our heads and just constantly going to work every day to make every team pay for passing on us and just bringing the championship to this organization. What's he going to bring here? Juice, energy, um, compassion. He's one of the one of my one of the best teammates I've ever had before in the locker room. He's going to one of those guys who's going to not only hold you accountable, but he's going to hold himself accountable on and off the field and his worth I think is unmatched. Now that you got here, which just what was the first impression walking in the building right. and getting to meet people and then you know, whatever meetings you've already right. been a part of, just your overall first impressions coming in here. And how uh, right right away off the plane, I thought it looked better in person than I thought it did on the <laughs> media. So that was one thing. And then 
obviously coming into the facility, everything was beautiful. And then they're building a regen center in there, and then they got the new grass out here. So you can obviously tell that the owner has love for this team and has passion for this team. So I'm gl- grateful to be a part of an organization that's going to put stuff back in for the you, players. You didn't play uh, Mills Tech like the senior ball, so was that the breakthrough for you to show Scott that you could rush the pass? Yeah, I was definitely excited to go to the senior bowl and be allowed to play more so likely my position or the position that I'm mostly known for playing so going to the senior bowl and finally being able to show people what it looks like when i play three technique and how dominant i can be that was fun so why did you play this right so in our defense we played more of like a, a, a three four so we were more like a three down d lineman team and we only had two ends and i was a nose so it really was no point of having like obviously they knew that I could play three technique, but that wasn't our scheme, so that's just not something we did. In terms of you, you know, coming in with all the fire and the passion and the energy, right. the veterans come in and Miles walks in. I mean, will you, uh, you know, just come forth with everything right. that you've got, or will you try to make sure that that's I all feel like, cool with Miles? First? I feel like at first I'll be um, more seen than heard, just letting my actions through in the talking, and obviously following anything that Miles Gary does. He go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom. He get a drink of water, I'm getting a drink of water. No, I'm just playing. But, like, obviously just, like, taking in the stuff that he's teaching me because he's obviously doing something great at this level, and that's something that I want to do. So just following in his footsteps, I won't more so likely be trying to dominate people right away and tell people what to do. I will more so likely be listening and soaking things in like a sponge. Can you, I understand that you've you know, calmed down since we talked to you, but can you play with that energy for, for 17 games like you – I play with that energy my whole life. Like, there's not one game that I go into not juiced up like that. Like, that's just who I am as a person, like, every single day. Like, yesterday I came here off no hours of sleep. I couldn't sleep the night before the plane ride, so I just stayed up all night, packed my clothes, sitting at the table waiting for my mom to wake up. She finally wakes up. <laughs> we pray. I get on the plane, and I do all the stuff here. We we get home at, like, 8, and I finally go to sleep. So I, yesterday I didn't go to sleep for a whole day, so... I'm just juiced up, like that's just me. So did uh, Isaiah line up to the left of you or to the right of you? Uh, more so, it, it didn't matter. Yeah, he was just, yeah. Do you, do you feel kind of responsible for the sack numbers he was able to put up? <laughs> no, nah, I would give 100% credit to Isaiah Thomas, like, because I seen the work that he put in and I know what it looked like in the past years of his career and then what he came into. So I know that it was 100% him and what he put forth. You were obviously were you? like super juiced up when you got drafted, but right. then when when you saw Isaiah was coming here too, I guess we didn't have you on camera then. What was oh, your man. reaction? Y'all wouldn't want to see me on camera. I was losing my mind. Truthfully, it was just crazy knowing that somebody that I have such a great bond with and such great chemistry with is going to be coming here with me and taking on this season with me. So it was just a blessing just to know that what one of my right hand mans would be right by me. Were you surprised to see how the fans have reacted with you after that press conference with you on the phone barking and everything? Definitely. I didn't I didn't know that the fans were this wild or this passionate about the team. And just knowing that, it, it just makes me want to be juiced up even more, knowing that I, if I give that passion and effort to the team, it's going to be given right back to me. Before How many being drafted were... before that day, what did you know about this franchise? Right. Obviously, I knew a little bit because uh, Baker Mayfield was on the team. But other than that, I never even did like much research about the Cleveland Browns because obviously it was an um, a organization that I was a part of or a fan of. Perry, where people? is home? You told right. Yeah, I'm on the west side of Chicago. Okay, cool. Yes, sir. Did you go to the uh, OU spring game this year? Yes, sir. Did you see Baker there? Yeah, Baker was there. It was his uh, Heisman Trophy refill. Yeah, yeah. Did you talk to him about it? Uh, we talked for a little bit, but it was just like a, hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Nothing crazy. I'm trying to think, was that before the draft or after? 
Uh, that was before the draft, yes, sir. Yeah, no idea at all, yeah. You mentioned the airport. How many fans were there? It was like a good 10 people. This guy had, like, this one guy had, like, 15 small helmets. I don't even know how he got in the airport. It looked like he was just there for me. Like, it didn't look like he was going to, because after I signed the helmets, he left out the airport. So I'm trying to figure out how they let him in the airport. But it was a fun experience overall. What's the funniest reaction you had to the viral video? Did somebody text you something really funny? Uh, I wouldn't say somebody. It's just a lot of people sending me DMs, just barking videos. Like, they're just sending voice messages, just barking. Not saying no words, just barking. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think the biggest adjustment is going to be for you? Right. I feel like the biggest adjustment just be taking more care of my body and just knowing that now I'm going to be playing, like, two collegiate seasons in one. So just mainly focusing on my body and being able to produce day in and day out, knowing that we have more games to play. Did you have, a, have you had a sleepless night like you had before you came here? Uh, yeah. The whole the, – the whole, Isaiah could tell you this. The whole week of the Singer Bowl, I probably slept, like, an hour every night just – I was just excited and ready to go. So, how do you have that kind of energy when you're not getting sleep? <laughs> I'm blessed. I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you. No Red Bull, no coffee, nothing. It's just me. Just I, I I have no clue what it is. <laughs> After your senior bowl experience, I mean, you you should have went up in the draft. Right. Now, right. Has your agent, team, scouts, anyone told you what their hangup was? Uh, not really. I really can't say what the, the things that they probably were were said about me. I just know that I slipped in the draft, and at this point it is what it is because I'm a part of a great organization and I have great players next to me, and I'm in a defense where I could penetrate and disrupt things, so it was the best thing for me, to be honest with you. Motivation. Exactly. Big motivation because ever since that day, I haven't stopped working out or running or doing yoga or Pilates. Like I've been going ham ever since my name got called, knowing that all these things passed on me knowing that nine D linemen were picked before me. We'll, we'll see at the end of the day what it looks like. But you said seven tattoo on your Right. Um, this is 97, 97, actually. I wore 97 in high school and my junior college, and I got flames around it basically symbolizing adversity. And uh, every time I looked down at my hands, basically just letting me know that this was adversity that I got through and I could basically get through anything. So when the equipment manager called me and he was like, uh, we only have no one number available, I was like, what number is it? He said 97. <laughs> I feel like it was destined, to be honest with you. Nice. Yeah. That's dope. Do you feel like you know, you're coming from a very rabid fan base? Do you right. feel like you landed in another rabid base? <laughs> no pun intended. Right. <laughs> uh, definitely, because the Sooner fans are crazy. But it's crazy because the Browns fans are crazier than the Sooner fans. And I didn't think it got much crazier than that. And the whole dog thing just right. fits with you, I love it. I love it. I was walking. Me and IT were going to get pizza yesterday, and this um, couple said, go Browns, and they just started barking. Like, you know I barked back. Like, it was, <laughs> it was just a fun experience being down here. Now, to be clear, you've been barking for a while. Yeah, I actually lost my voice for a little bit after the um, the, uh, the draft, but I got it back. But, I mean, even before the Browns picked you. Oh, yeah, I've been barking my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had that, I saw you right. had like a dog shirt on. Yeah, draft, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just coincidental. My mom said the same thing. How do you feel about coming into um, a really young D line, right. D tackle? I mean, right. I mean, you think there's opportunity to be immediate? Right. Starter. Uh, I definitely feel like it's a blessing coming into a young D tackle room, but knowing that there's veterans in the room, so I feel like we all have equal opportunity to come in and try to prove right away who the starter belongs to and who should be the starter. So I definitely feel like it's a blessing knowing that I have a chance to start this year. A lot of destiny involved here. I guess you obviously you believe in it. 
Definitely. I feel like everything happens for a reason, and all of our lives were already written. We just haven't got to that chapter in our lives. You put a lot into I remember at the combine, you were commenting on they gave you number 23. Right. And, and you, yeah, I put a lot of thought into stuff. There's all there's signs all through in life. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Perry, can you do me a favor? Put your fist up like this. Yeah. You right. Is it cooler? I mean, Le- LeBron's your favorite guy. Right. It's, um, it's, is it cool to be here knowing the impact he's made here? I was literally telling my mom that. Like, it's crazy that he was drafted to Cleveland. I got drafted to Cleveland. Like, LeBron's always been my favorite player growing up. And then just all the things leading up to it. Like, I'm with Clutch Sports Agency, obviously, and they have LeBron James. So, like, all these things leading up, and then I get drafted to the Browns. That was the icing on the cake. My mother's name is Chantel. I've talked to him on the phone, but I haven't seen him in person. But obviously, I'm trying to bring a championship to Cleveland just like he did. You had talked to him? Yes, sir. Is it since you've been drafted? No, nah, not since I've been drafted, oh. just like over the times. Yeah. What's the best advice he, he gave you or, or anything like that? Uh, Just don't listen to the outside noise. Just try to be the best version of myself every single day and just trying to be better than I was yesterday and not so far like looking at the destination, but just enjoying the journey and falling in love with the grind and then everything that I want will come into play if I just put my head down and work. So was that conversation like after you signed with Clutch maybe? Just yeah, to yeah, out? after okay. I signed, yeah. And is your mom C-H-A-N-T-E-L? S-H-A-N-T-E-L. Okay. Yes, sir. You've, you've told us about like all the, how you've been just going, going, going. Right. You, you ever going to slow down? Uh, Yeah, I slowed down a little bit. I slowed down, actually. I just, I just feel like my emotions were just so high knowing that I'm finally going to be on the NFL team, but I definitely have times where I'm even kill and relaxed. I do yoga, I do Pilates, I do meditation. I, I do a lot of things that keep me even killed. I know how to balance my emotions and use them when I need to. All right, good stuff from Perry in there. A lot to be excited about with him as a member of the Cleveland Browns. So yeah. much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Tons. Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Be sure to check out Browns Live Meets the Rookies presented by Vivid Seats and hosted by Z. It's first Friday, May 18th, 7 o'clock, clevelandbrowns.com. Cleveland Browns mobile app on the Browns YouTube channel. Hear from the newest member of the Cleveland Browns roster with exclusive interviews. It's Browns Live Meet the Rookies presented by Vivid Seats. Wednesday, May 18th, 7 o'clock. Yeah, tweet me your questions. Use the hashtag Browns Live, and I'll ask them to the rookies. What do you want to know? Well, have, let's have some fun with this. We've, we've heard a lot from these guys, so let's have some fun with it. Give yeah. me some good stuff. I got the DVR set. I'm excited. I know uh, you The are. next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.